Hey y'all, hey y'all, what's up, what's up? It is your girl and host. My name is Alexis and I am the Prodigal PK for the count it. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth episode. Y'all, we are this episode and one more away from completing our first season. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. First, thank you, Lord. I'm not going to go through this. I'm not going to go through the credits. We'll do that next time in a couple of weeks. But for today, it is, you heard it right. It is the second um, part of Church Hurt. And talk to you about that, but this is episode nine. All right. So from the last episode, we're going to talk about that and get right into it. Before I do that, I just want to say thank you guys so much for being here. If you've been here with me from the start to now, you've been rocking with me for 18 weeks. Y'all, that's no short amount of time. There's no shortage of time in 18 weeks. That's not a little bit of time. That is a commitment. And guess what? I appreciate it. And I'm going to come back for season two and give it to you even more, even better, even stronger than this time. But we'll never forget our inaugural season, which is what we're in episode nine. All right. All right. All right. Let's get to it. So this episode is called Church Hurt. Um, the Revelation of Church Hurt, part two. So last uh, time that we spoke, we were talking about church hurt and it was the truth about church hurt. And that was part one. But this is the revelation of church hurt, which is part two and the last part to church hurt. So there was just too much for us to put into one episode. And so I wanted to make sure to come back and give you guys all that the Lord gave to me when I was dealing with church hurt. Um, and I just want you guys to know it's not going to be easy. Okay. So I'm not on plan to talk long. I don't have much written down. I'm going to read to you what I have from last week, just so that we can recap in case this is your first time. So I'm going to give a definition that I found about church hurt found this in my studies. It is not an exhaustive list of what I'm going to give you for the definition of church hurt, but it is something for context. Okay. So by definition, church hurt is defined as emotional or physical pain felt by someone inflicted by words, actions, or inactions of leadership in a church, congregation of the church, or a person who represents the church. Okay. So it can show up as pain and sadness emotional, scarring, um, abuse. Um, It can be experienced um, intentionally or even unintentionally. Um, And it is usually done within a church context. Of course, we're talking about church hurt. Okay. Um, Manipulation uh, for personal profit or power. That's one of the things or one of the ways that we can experience church hurt. Um, It can be in forms of sexual abuse or assault, misconduct, words, actions, insinuations, innuendos, those kinds of things. Um, Rejection can um, come due to race, um, sexual orientation, political affiliation, or even economic standing, okay? Church hurt can come out of any of those things. And again, it's not an all-exhaustive list. It's just some things that I wrote down as I was in my studies, okay? With that being said, let's get right into it. So last week, we talked about what church hurt was and the truth about church hurt. The very candid conversation. Um, it was tough towards the end, I think. What I want to make sure that I convey to you guys is that I am not sitting here from a place of what I've read, something that I've heard, something I've experienced from the sidelines. Rather, I have dealt with my share of church hurt um, 
few times, more than a few times. Okay. And that's the truth. Um, I'll say it again. It is overcomable. God is bigger than church hurt. God is bigger than any issues that you might have with the church. If you will let him, he wants to talk to you. He wants to soothe your soul. He wants you to know that he loves you in spite of and that vengeance is his. Okay, the Bible says vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. That's what the Lord says. So anything that has happened to you, by way of the church or its affiliates, people that are acting um, as members of the church, um, in place of the church and right of the church, from the church, leadership, any area that you feel like you were harmed in and that you were actually harmed in, God will repay. And brothers and sisters, when um, the Lord comes collecting, when he comes calling, When it's time to pay up to the Lord, listen, it will have you crying out for those that did you wrong. You guys, trust me, I I know it because I've experienced it. Okay. I also want to say that the last time I was talking, I want to make sure that I am letting you know how sensitive I am to church hurt and that it is very real. It is not a joke. Okay. It's not something that we imagine in our minds. We're not crazy. No, church hurt happens. It's absolutely real. And your feelings are valid, just like my feelings were valid. So I want to make sure that I'm not just walking over anything. And by my last episode, you didn't feel away when you left because that you, you felt like maybe um, I was making it um, not as deep as what it is. It is deep. It cut deep. It hurt deep. It was deep. The pain that you felt was very real, very raw, very rugged, very challenging. It is hard. I'm never sitting here from a place of this is easy. Oh, I've arrived because I have not. And I will not arrive until it's time for me to go home to be with the Lord. That's when I'm going to arrive. Okay. Um, So I just wanted to say that. All right. And with that being said, I'm just going to talk to you a little bit about the revelation that God gave to me when I was experiencing my church hurt. I want to start out by just talking about how much of a loving father the Lord is, how good he is at knowing all of his children. He is the best knower and he knows what we need. Okay. So when I was dealing with my church hurt, um, the Lord was not speaking to me from a place of truth just yet, probably because I couldn't stomach it. I wasn't going to be able to swallow what I'm going to give to you guys. The revelation that he gave to me came after a while, you guys. He allowed me to cry, to vent, to be angry. I mean, the Lord and I got down in there, okay? There was a little tussle going on. Like I always say, he won. He definitely won. Thank you, Lord. But he was willing to sit down in there and um, he made me feel very, very much heard in an area and it's time that I didn't feel heard. He made me feel loved when I did not feel loved. Um, he cared for my soul, the brokenness of my heart. My heart was so broken, you guys, and so many different times. So I'm not just talking about the time that it happened um, when I actually walked away from the church. I'm not speaking about that time at all. I was definitely church hurt then. Um, and then after all the reconciliation, the rejection right happened, I returned, um, reconciliation restored, all of those things happened. And then as I was in this part, of my walk, my actual real walk, I call it. Um, When I'm 10 toes down, 10 fingers, 10 toes, I'm in there, right? It happened again. Okay. It happened again in a very different way, but it did happen. And I was broken, you guys. And I will be honest, I considered leaving again. 
glory be to God. I, I considered leaving again. I thought, Lord, there is no way I'm coming from the world into the church and they're breaking me in this way. There's no way I feel the same pain that I was trying to escape from the world. And I'm feeling it again at the hands of some church members or a church member or church. There was just no way. I didn't know if I was going to make it out, you guys. And like we've talked about before, when you experience church hurt in your mind, for me, in my mind, I felt rejected by everyone. It was kind of the same thing that happened before when I felt rejected by my parents. I took that rejection and it ended up being God. I felt like God was the one rejecting me. Um, And then after that, I also felt like it wasn't just my parents, but it was the entire church itself and it was God. And so I just felt very isolated and alone. This time, I experienced church hurt, but I experienced church hurt with the Lord. You guys, I did not leave the Lord's side. Although I thought about leaving the actual church, um, I never thought about leaving the Lord. It was for me, it was just me and him. That was the only thing that sustained me, you guys, for a while. And the Lord allowed it to happen. He massaged my heart. He massaged my feelings. Um, He spoke to me in many ways. He told me that he knew that they were wrong. He knew he understood. He spoke to me in ways that... I've just never been spoken to before with that kind of hurt. He comforted my soul. You guys, he was a comforter. Um, He was judge, jury, comforter. He was friend. Um, He was gyra. He was everything I needed. He provided everything for me um, during that time, you guys. And so he will do it for you as well. But after all of that, when I was... um, Talking to him in my private, quiet time about my church hurt. I was going on and on about how this person had hurt me and that person had hurt me. And I can't believe this. I can't believe that. And I'm trying, Lord. I'm I'm really, really trying to get over it. Lord, help me. Help me to get over it. And then in the middle of me complaining and downloading to the Lord all of my concerns about the person that hurt me in church and the fact that the church hurt me, he said this said two things the first thing he said yep she did hurt you she hurt you but you still have need of her Mm? excuse me oh y'all I closed the door on my prayer closet for some weeks do you hear me I was done I need her I need the person that hurt me why would you deliver me back into the hands of my abuser why would you do that Lord no there's no way this can't be the Lord as a matter of fact in my mind I started to be thinking to myself I'm like oh that's not my heavenly father talking to me that that's the enemy and so for a couple weeks the span of a couple weeks y'all I was trying to convince myself that that was not the Lord speaking like that to me lies Lies, Satan, get thee behind me. I'm going off. I'm like, oh, 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 no. There's absolutely no way that I need the person that hurt me that's in the church. Oh, no, I'm not going back to that person. I'm not talking to that person for I don't know how long, Lord. And in my prayers, I'm like, Lord, it's going to have to be you. You're going to have to tell me specifically that I have to talk back to that person. Otherwise, I'm not doing it. This, this is me. This is me having my fit, my grown up fit to the Lord. And he said to me, Not only are you going to talk to that person, but you have need of that person for your spiritual journey, for your spiritual growth. Y'all unpack that. What does that look like? Y'all want to talk about church hurt. So in the middle of my pain, in the middle of my hurt, God knew it was time. He was like, daughter, you got to get up. You got to get up from this because if I let you stay here, you're going to die here. Your growth stops here. 
if I let you stay here. And because he's a loving father, he wanted me to know truth about myself so that I could move forward so I could heal, right? Heal. And so that's what he said to me. That was one of the things he said to me. And so I'm saying that to you. There may be somebody that you've experienced church hurt at the hands of. It may be several somebodies. I asked for you guys last time to, when you were in your prayers, talking to the Lord about everything that had gone wrong, about everyone else. I asked you to stop and ask the Lord what you did to contribute to the hurt that you were feeling at the hands of these people or at this ministry. Did you guys do that? There's some real power to that. There's some real healing to that. So I'm asking you again, if you have not done it, please do it. Please consider doing it. Not for me, you guys, because I am I have worked through my church hurt. I'm not saying I won't be church hurt again, but I've worked through this area of church hurt and I am uh, recovering well, you guys. And I want that for you too. So there's some real power and healing to that. So if you can consider it, maybe do that. Um. Yeah, because when when I when I started to do that, the Lord was just started to reveal it, it, that it, that that a lot of this was me. Okay, and so this leads me to the other part. Oftentimes, when I bring my woes and my concerns to the Lord about other people, He deals with me about me. Like daughter, I know it. I see it. I hear it. I know it all. I see it all. I hear it all. But what did you do? And again, I've talked this about, I've talked about this in other episodes. The Lord is never asking me, what did I do? Asking me any questions because he doesn't know the answer. The Lord knows everything. He knows the answer, but he's getting me to a place where I can begin to um, start asking myself. It's, it's, it's almost bringing me back to myself, bringing my mind back to myself in a full understanding that right? I have also been a villain in someone's story, even in my church hurt story, you guys. So this is the second part of the revelation that he gave to me. And this was tough. So I'm going to give this to you the way he gave it to me. It will be tough. Gonna be tight, but it's gonna be right, you guys. All right. So stick with me. Okay. He told me specifically that the church hurt that I was feeling while very much valid in a lot of areas, was not all the church's fault. So can I say to you, that some of that church hurt that you're feeling, in some cases, many cases, is not all the church's fault. Some of it is your fault. Okay, I'm gonna let that sink in for a little bit. My heart started beating fast just saying it because I remember how I felt when the Lord revealed that to me. It was a kind and loving rebuke, but it was, it was so true. A lot of what I was experiencing, not a lot, it did happen. I was not crazy. This person was wrong. They wronged me. That was very true. Okay. All that was true. Truth, truth. Okay. Truth echoing. The Lord confirmed that for me. He showed me in many areas where that happened. And then later on, you guys, he would help me to, um, as I rectified and reconciled with the sister that I'm talking about. It, those things came out. The things that the Lord said to me, yes, this happened. This is true. This is right. She was wrong. She ended up apologizing to me for we ended up talking through it, talking about. And there is very much road to recovery, you guys. So, but when I first heard it, it, it excuse me, 
And I think I felt that way, guys, because as humans, as people, right, as flawed as we are in our finite understanding, it's so much easier for us to blame someone else. It's so much easier for me to say, I can wrap my mind around the fact that she hurt me or he hurt me or the church hurt me. I can place blame there. It's so much easier for me to take the blame and push it off on someone else so that I don't have to deal with it. It feels better to say that it's somebody else's fault than to say that I'm hurting me. I am hurting me in this area. It takes um, away some of the accountability. It takes some of the accountability from me and puts it on someone else so that I don't have to deal with it. But can I say this? We have to deal with it so that we can heal from it. If we don't deal with it, then the enemy keeps us bound in the same place. He keeps us in the same place where I was going to stay for I don't know how long if the Lord would not have revealed that to me. And if this heart of stone would not have been a heart of flesh in that moment, in that area, if God would not have worked on that with me, if he would not have loved me through it to where I trusted him enough to where I could hear his voice saying to me, daughter, daughter, all of what you're feeling is not the church's fault. And all of what you're feeling is not her fault. Much of that is yours. And in my tears, what do you mean? Why? How? Why would I hurt myself? Why would I hurt myself? Why would I do this to myself? This is not true. He began to show me all these areas. He began to show me from the very beginning how the person came into my life. I prayed for her. Didn't know it was her at the time, but I prayed for her to come into um, my life. I prayed for uh, a group of believers, a body of believers. I prayed for like-minded individuals, people that actually cared for me and loved me and was concerned about my well-being. The Lord heard and he answered. He responded. I didn't have to do all that warring and crying for all this time. No, he heard me and he responded and he brought to me so many people that were like-minded and willing to love on me for who I was. And I loved it. And I loved it so much that I made an idol out of it. Hear me. I made an idol out of the relationships that God sent to me because he's a good father and he gives good gifts. He gave me these good gifts that walked into my life on two legs, several. And I perverted it with my human mind, right? All of a sudden, the Lord was not enough for me. Okay, I'm being honest, you guys, transparent and vulnerable. The Lord was not enough for me. He wasn't moving fast enough. I couldn't hear. My faith got lazy. And instead of going to the Lord for things that I knew I should have gone to the Lord for, I began to go to this person for everything. Even though, hear me, this person was very clear that she was not my God. I'm not your God. Alexis, I'm not your God. Alexis, you need to go to the Lord with some things. I said, oh, of course you're not my God. Mm -mm, I know that. I know you're not God. You'll never be God. Out of my mouth, that's what I said. But in my heart, my eyes lit up when I would see this person. I would go to this person about things concerning me instead of going to the one who created me. I used to go to him, but he brought to me something, a good gift, and I perverted it and made an idol out of it. And because I made an idol out of it, she became my God. And then when she didn't show up like God, she showed up like a human, which is what she was, which is what she always said she was. I was mad at her. I was angry. False burdens I put on her. I put all my burdens, all my trust in her. 
she told me not to. I did it anyway. Sometimes I would go to her and wouldn't even go to the Lord. I'm just being honest because I'm human now. I'm being honest. I would go to her for things. I would seek a word from her. I would seek validation from her and not from my heavenly father. Okay. She did not deserve that. She did not deserve to be placed on a pedestal that she would never be able to, to, to rise to. I had her up here over the Lord when I should have had her just, just where God intended her to be. Somebody that could help me, lead me, guide me, love me, right? Someone that could come into my life and, and be a blessing, but not be God. And so the first time she showed up as human, I was in error and I was hurt. The first time she did something to hurt me, I was so devastated by it. So devastated by it that I, again, began to say, oh, this is the whole church. This is the church hurting me. This is church hurt. This is church hurt. This was not church hurt. I was hurt by a member of a church. Yes. Someone I love and care for very, very much. Yes. Someone that God sent to me. Yes. That went to the same church as me. Yes. But it happened in, in largely that hurt that I experienced, the level, the magnitude of hurt that I experienced was because I was looking to her to be God to me. I had made an idol out of a relationship that God gave to bless my life. I did that and I was in error and I needed to repent quickly for that so that I could fathom reconciliation with this person so I could go back and, and, and get um, from her, all that God sent for her to give. He sent her to me into my life to pour in things that I would not otherwise get. When you're mature, you recognize that I don't have what I need, Lord. I need others. I need community to help me, sharpen me, rebuke me, help me to grow, help me to see. And so once I began, began to accept what God told me about that, accept my error, I could then repent for what I now knew was wrong. And I could begin to take accountability, remove it from the others. Because they had their own accountability. They still had that. She still got the answer to the Lord for the things that she did. Yes. The church, different things, churches that hurt you, the things that happen in the church, they're going to have to give an account to the Lord for what they did. Let them. But don't strap on to yourself, Right? What is, is for between them and the Lord? Allow vengeance to be the Lord's. Allow the Lord to repay. Allow the Lord to work out in them what you never, ever could, what you never, ever would. And then carry your heart, your burdens, your sorrows, your, your pain to the Lord and allow him to massage your heart, to massage your soul, to love you, to wrap his big arms around you and say, I love you. I see you. I know what you felt. I know what you went through. I know that you're trying. And so because of that, I'm going to love you enough to tell you the truth. That some of what church hurt you're experiencing, some of that that you are strapping on to yourself is not all the church's fault. Some of that is on you. And you need to repent for that. And you need to let the church go, right? Forgive the church for the part that they played 
in the hurt? Because again, as believers, forgiveness is a choice, but it is not optional. Forgive them. Okay. Forgive them. I'm not saying forget. I'm saying forgive them. Just like you want God to forgive you quickly. You want him to forgive you quickly. Listen, as believers, we want the Lord, please forgive me. All this, forgive them. Forgive those, forgive her, forgive him, forgive them and do it quickly so that offense doesn't set in. But when I'm walking around offended, calling it church hurt without looking at our own selves, our motive, our heart posture. It's a beautiful thing to be able to know and understand yourself being self-aware for real. Not the kind that's, that's um, you know, that's, that's popular these days. Self-awareness, self-awareness. Yes, self-awareness means being able to say, self, you tried it. You're dead wrong. You're not right. You need to repent. And who better to show us that than community, right? That's why we have community. That's some of the reason. So if they're upsetting you, they're pissing you off, they're telling you about yourself, you don't like it. Yeah, you, you need it. You probably need it. Don't throw them away because you don't you want to run away. You don't want to deal with this. Some of us are dysfunctional, right? When things happen that we don't like, we put on this, we put our guard back up and we leave. It's a fight or flight syndrome. Ain't nobody want to fight. I want to fight. Contend for my salvation. I want to fight for it. I want to fight for um, the relationships that God has for me. I want to fight for my place in the church. I want to fight for that. I don't want to fight the people. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's what the Bible says anyway. I want to be better than what I was last year. I want to be better than what I was last night. So because of that, I need to be able to take a look at myself in the mirror and say, you were wrong. You need to repent. And that's exactly what happened. The Lord revealed to me that some of the church hurt that we are all experiencing or have experienced at the hands of the church or someone in the church, an affiliate of your fill in the blank is not all on them. Some of that is on you. And the part that you played is the part where repentance needs to take place so that you can see the error of your ways, not make the same mistakes again, right? Run after the Lord more than we're running after people so that he can give us more people to help with our, with our race, right? Run after God. Keep him first. First, make an idol out of nothing. Make an idol out of no one. Okay? Keep your heart pure before the Lord, as pure as you can. Keep your hands clean before the Lord. Understand that he is, he is telling us these things not to hurt us, not to harm us, but to make us better, to grow us up so that as it happens in the future, we know what to look for. Now I know what to look for. Oh, no. I'm looking at myself first and foremost when I start to feel something rise up in me that happens from the church. And again, this is not to say that the church is not at fault for some things. I'm not saying that the church hasn't hurt us, me, you, whomever. I'm not saying that people in the church have not hurt us. They have. And it's going to continue. Okay, sin in the earth. It's going to continue. Humans, we make mistakes. Okay, But we must forgive quickly so we don't carry that baggage with us. And even if you need to leave the church, right? I'm not saying stay at a church, be at a church, go to a church that is harming you and abusing you. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if the church, right, has come 
to you or you've made your way to the church and there are newer churches, just some growing pains, assess yourself first. Look at yourself first and see if there's anything that you've done to cause the pain that you're feeling. If it is, repent, right? Ask the Lord what to do next. How do I move forward? And give it some time. Before we give up on the church, throw our hands up at the church, throw our hands up at God. Oh, this is it. This is it. This is it. Nope. We're going to be mature believers. Okay. We're going to be able to take accountability for the things that we do. All right. So that the Lord can continue to walk with us and reconciliation can happen and we can make our way to the church, gather all the more as we see the times approaching. Because one thing's for certain and two things for sure. Heard or not, you know the end times are here. They are upon us. Hell is very real, okay? And it is going to come, okay? It will happen. What side are you going to find yourself on? I don't want any of us to die in our sin and be surprised by the fact that we are not hearing, well done, thy good and faithful servant. But we are instead hearing the other dreaded words, depart from me, I never knew you. I don't want that for any of us. No one under the sound of my voice. I don't want that for any of you guys. I want to add numbers to the kingdom. So I'm here telling you, I'm telling you the truth. Although it hurts, first, it'll heal afterwards. That that reminds me, there's there's a quote that I love and I wrote it down so I don't mess it up. And I can say it exactly. I love it. It's, it is better to be divided by truth than to be united in error. It's better to speak the truth that hurts and then heals than to speak lies that comforts and kills. Okay? It's better to speak the truth that hurts first and then heals than to speak lies that provides comfort and then kills. I will I'm okay with you being upset with me if this triggered you in any way. I'm, that's not my intent. Hear my heart. It's not my intent. But it is my intent to get to shake you so that you can hear the truth coming from me. I'm not out here for myself. I, this is, I want to do what the Lord has me doing until the day I die. And if it's truth, it's only going to be truth. And it's coming from me. That's what it is. And I apologize if I've hurt you or if I've offended you. Also, If I've hurt you or offended you, let's talk, comment, like, subscribe, share. Let's talk. You can send me an email at theprodigalpk at gmail.com. That's theprodigalpk at gmail.com. You can comment anywhere. I want to talk. I want to hear from you. Okay. That's all I have, you guys. That's all I have today. That was part two of um, Church Hurt, the revelation of Church Hurt. That's my revelation, you guys. I hope that it blessed you in some way. I hope that it caused you to think in some way. I hope that it has given you some tools to think about when you are dealing with Church Hurt or if you know people that are dealing with Church Hurt. Some things to talk to other people about that are dealing with Church Hurt. Church Hurt is very real, so we're not going to act like it isn't. But it is overcomable, and we're not going to act like it's not. Because here I sit, having overcome through Christ, right? The Bible says we could do all things through Christ that strengthens us. All things, that means overcoming church hurt as well. That included all things through Christ who strengthens us, okay? So I'm proud of you. I love that you keep showing up every week for not just me, but yourselves, every other week for me, but yourselves showing up for the Lord. He sees you, he knows, he cares, he hears, 
and he's got those arms stretched out, come back, come back. I have a heart and a burden for prodigals, you guys, because in my opinion, we are all prodigals at some point. If you've ever come to Christ and ever left for whatever reason for however long, ever turned your back and had to come back or had ever turned your back and the Lord called you back, drew you back, it's a prodigal. Okay, but thanks be to God for all that he's done for us, that we even have space to come back. He's always arms stretched out, ready for us to come back. So bring it on home, y'all. Come on back. Come on back. Let's talk about it. Whatever we need to do to get you back to where you know you belong. Okay. All right. On that note, I am finished. I will see you guys for the finale in two weeks on October 11th, 2023. We're going to wrap this season one up the right way. We're going to go through some things. In the meantime, if you have any suggestions or anything you want to hear me maybe talk about next, um, next season, I'm all ears. Let's hear it. Okay, reach out to me, look me up, follow me on TikTok, the Prodigal PK, follow me on Instagram, Prodigal PK, and then my email, the Prodigal PK at gmail.com. I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I'm anywhere and everywhere you're looking for me, you will be able to find me. I'm not trying to be hidden. I want to see you, I want to know you, I want to talk. Okay, so until next time, I love you guys, I'm proud of you, keep doing what you're doing. Bye.